The Cincinnati Reds have a new king of the outfield, and his name is Tommy Pham. We'll break down how he fits on this team and which current Red should probably be packing his bags. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds, and thank you for joining us for this special bonus edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. I'm Stephen Offenbaker alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball, a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we are turning that passion into information for you. On today's bonus episode, we are going to talk about the Reds making a signing that improves the outfield. As a matter of fact, it is a fantastic signing Jeff I think that uh, the Reds went out and uh, brought in a player that is probably as of today the best player in the outfield yeah and you're looking at a dude that's probably going to slot at the top of the lineup folks are going to look at his numbers last year and say well he was only okay what are you talking about he only hit 229 but he is a right-handed hitter throughout his career who has mashed Lefties. He didn't do it very much last year, but throughout the course of his career, he has. And that is a huge get for this Reds team. The reported uh, parameters of the deal make him the sixth highest paid Red on the team once everything all goes through because it is a one-year contract with a mutual option for 2023 so both parties both Tommy Pham and the Reds would have to agree to pick that up and there's a 1.5 million dollar buyout so at the very least this is a 7.5 million dollar contract that's the numbers you know there's a yeah there's there's a lot of interesting things about his numbers Jeff you know as you alluded to he may slot in right to the top of this lineup Uh, you look at his numbers last year while playing for the Padres he hit 15 home runs with 49 RBIs and you have to think those numbers will go up playing at Great American Ballpark and not only does he have a little bit of pop in his bat but he's able to draw a walk and get on base Uh, I know his his walk his walk rate amongst the league was in the top five percent he is and the other thing that I forgot to put in our notes is something that I saw last night. He's in the top 10 of hitters with the lowest chase rate since 2017. Guess who's number one? Number 19, employee 19. So, I mean, we got two guys in the top 10 of the lowest chase rate. That's nice to see, especially in a day and age where people don't really care how much you strike out. We got a couple of guys that do, although, you know, Joey has mentioned being more aggressive and he has been more aggressive, but still having Tommy Pham at the top of your lineup is not going to hurt you. It's probably going to help you at least unless, you know, Nixon's blows up like we talked about on today's podcast, but still like you're looking at a bona fide best outfielder. You don't have to squint and say, well, if he bounces back or if he does it just right. No, he is as of this moment. You know, and I know that we're heading into his age 34 season, but I don't feel like there'll be very much drop off between what he put up last year and what he can put up this year. And and as you kind of alluded to, his career numbers, um, they're not bad. I mean, I know his numbers last year uh, took a bit of a dip, but, you know, career versus lefties of slash line of 277, 403, 451. Um, that's exactly what this team needs right now. Uh, we've been asking who is going to go out there and face the left-handing, left-handed pitching and I think they finally went out and got a guy that everybody can agree uh, 
with what's available and the money that they were willing to spend, this was the right signing at the right time. So let's just chalk up another example of if they play to the back of their baseball card. Yeah, we got another one in there for that. And with Tommy Pham, too, he actually has a pretty nice career average at Great American Ballpark. For what it's worth, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But when he plays under the power stacks, he has a 366 career average. That's some good stuff. I'll take that. I'll take that all day. I mean, if he's going to hit like that at home and he's going to do that against left-handed pitching and to be honest it's weird his splits kind of reversed a little bit last year he was better against right-handed pitching you usually figure right-handers lose it against this guy's going to play every day that's a huge thing with this honestly and it's so weird to say this in an off season of subtraction the reds went out and made a good addition I would have liked to have seen it, you know, whenever they weren't getting rid of everybody. But, hey, you know, nice move. Nice move. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff, because uh, I want to throw you a little curveball here because it's not in our show notes. But do you have any idea what it is that this team is doing? <laughs> I, 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 I go back and forth and, and I, I just I'm really at a loss for what the heck is happening with this front office. Well, and and there was some grumblings and some maybe some murmurings and, and, and thoughts about, well, maybe the Reds signed Tommy Pham and maybe the Reds brought in Mike Miner and did all this stuff so that, you know, they could play well. And at the deadline, they can flip them for more prospects. I don't think so. I think the front office so looks it's at these. interesting that. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, go, I was going to say, I think the front office looks at these moves and thinks that this is a playoff contending team. Well, and, and I, I, you know, that's what Nick Cross said, and he said it with a, a straight face, bless his heart. So maybe that really is what he thinks. And built into this contract with Tommy Pham is he gets a roster, uh, what an assignment bonus. If, he gets if traded. he's traded during this contract, he gets more money. So, uh, you know, we know how Bob is about giving away free money. So <laughs> I, I think that their intention is to keep him here at least through the one year of the contract and then buy it out if they have to. Is the assignment bonus the new no trade clause? <laughs> uh, kind of. So, well, when you're talking about Bob Castellini, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely when you're talking about Bob Castellini. I think he's, I think Tommy Pham, though, regardless, is a good addition for this Reds team that was an entire roster full of fourth outfielders. Why they made that good addition with fam. The Reds must now make a roster move as the 40 man roster was already at its limit before they signed him. Aristides Aquino looks to be the odd man out. We'll discuss next. You want to know what else is fantastic? The best source for news scores and odds and props and lines on the internet bet online check out bet online today in fact i'll give you an updated line for the reds win total the over under is currently set now at 73 and a half games i was telling you 76 and a half kind of sounded high that was before tommy fam came here then they lowered it to 73 and a half and tommy fam got signed i'm crushing the over baby i just put 100 bucks on that go check it out today at bet online that's the over under 73 and a half on the cincinnati reds win total in 2020 22 bet online has you covered whether you're talking about major league baseball with all their different futures you can bet on awards and uh, who's going to make the playoffs who's going to win the world series all that great stuff 
and all that. And, and you also got NHL, NBA. We're heading toward the playoffs with NBA. It's almost draft time for the NFL. You can bet on that too. It's all at Bet Online. They've got you covered every single season. Plus, they've got amazing offers every season as well. You're not going to want to miss it. It's betonline.net is where the game starts. Thanks for checking out, by the way, this extra edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure you're following us on all platforms, including YouTube. If you're watching us here today, make sure you're subscribed. A lot of great stuff coming for you this season. Look, I cannot promise you that the Reds are going to make the playoffs. I cannot promise you that the Reds are going to be above 500 team or even a 500 team. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. It's going to be interesting. Because this offseason has not been boring at all as we have tried to figure out what the heck is going on here as they sell off a bunch of players, they add in a bunch of other players. Here we are again. But with all of these moves, Steve, and this is something that they kind of made a move the other day to avoid arbitration with Aristides Aquino, and he's on the 40-man roster. The 40-man roster is at its limit, so somebody's going to have to come off if you're going to add Tommy Pham, and I cannot imagine they would get rid of a different position group, a player from a different position group than the outfield, so that's where I'm thinking that Aquino's probably the odd man out here, even though considering there's still Shogo Akiyama in the room, I, I just know, kind of like you said, Bob Castellini, you don't like to pay people for not doing anything. You know, I struggle with this one because... Even with the addition of Tommy Pham, I feel like they need to keep one more right-handed bat available in that outfield. And, and right now, that's Aristides Aquino, unless there's some other move to be had. Or like I talked about on today's podcast, if they're scouring the waiver wires and, and find the right situation at the last minute. But right now, I think it's Aquino. And I, I mean... I can't imagine they'd be willing to just write Akiyama a check and let him go. But if they're doing it based on team need and, and performance overall, I think Shogo's your guy. I think he's the guy that should be sent back to Japan because he's just not working out. I mean, I got to be honest. There, There's Naquin. There's I think Friedel is above Shogo on this roster when it comes to the outfield. I mean, you've got those two left-handed bats. You've got Max Schrock, who can play left field I mean if we really need him to and he's a left-handed bat as well I I just don't know where he fits on this roster in a in a perfect world this would not be about money it would be about roster construction we all know Bob Castellini doesn't live in that perfect world so it's probably it's going to be weird and I actually misspoke Aristides Aquino wasn't he didn't avoid arbitration he's pre-arbitration eligible so he's not He's not even making that much. He's making league minimum. So it's it's one of those things because you always hear these national writers who are analytics focused, these analytical baseball writers always say for the last couple of years, they're like, Aristides Kino might be a sleeper. Now, we're not saying he's going to be good, but he could blow up. It's one of those like cover your ass comments where he's just like, yeah, okay, they could be good, could be bad. But if he is good, we're calling it. And if he's not good, then don't come calling to us. Well, I know that defensively, I'm not worried about having him out there. He plays a good right field. Uh, he's got a great arm. 
So defensively, I, I, I don't think he's a liability. Offensively, you know, he is a problem. But again, I come back to that that right-handed bat. Now, yeah. maybe if Jose Barrero wasn't hurt and you could kind of rely on having him That's when true. you needed an extra bat, uh, I would say that Aquino's a, a no-brainer, so to speak. But because Barrero is injured and because I do think you need that extra right-handed bat, uh, I would like to see them release Shogo Akiyama and then when Jose Barrero is healthy we take another hard look at how Aquino has performed and maybe he's the next one to go after that in order to free up a spot for Jose Barrero and I know that there is some examples of them like eating some money like I know they got rid of Matt Kemp when it made no sense that he was even on the roster I mean that the whole he was in that trade so that the trade could get done but um, they ate his contract after seeing that it just wasn't going to work out. But I, I, I just I wonder. I don't know. And, and I would I, I would hate to say goodbye to Aquino. I've said this many times. I cannot be objective about the man. I know that he can't see a curveball to save his life. And I know that <laughs> a third of his career hits are home runs. I was looking this up the other day. He has 94 career hits and he has 31 home runs. Like, that's an insane ratio. Uh, but I just, I don't know. Like, I would still love some reason for him to be on the roster. Now, with 28 players, who knows? They're, they're, this could work out, and they might be getting rid of somebody else that we're not talking about right now. But I think it's between these two guys. I think it's either Akino or Akiyama. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. But the end of the day, we got Tommy Pham. We got a legit outfielder. So this is a good problem to have. Oh, absolutely. And... You know, I wanted to uh, make sure that we spent some time talking about fam today, Jeff. I'm glad we were able to put out this bonus edition. Uh, you know, it was one of those instances where we had recorded before the news broke. So <laughs> we were I'm on glad the ball. That we, could get, <laughs> we were, I know we were on the ball for a change, uh, but I'm glad we were able to get together and do this. Uh, we will have a lot more about Tommy fam joining this team in tomorrow's regularly scheduled episode. We will also dig into some of the best performances of the spring thus far but i do want to talk about one for just a second because i know you saw it i saw it the grand slam from future superstar ellie de la cruz he absolutely mashed that ball and i know everybody's getting really excited and i don't i don't think this is the year that we see him but man he looks good he looks good, Jeff. That's something that's going to – I, I got to, like, temper my expectations a little bit because we're not. We're not going to see him this year. It's too early. Maybe next year. Maybe in two years. But And that's what always gets me about baseball and getting excited about prospects. But here we are. I mean, this dude is awesome. And there's so many people out there that are talking about, hey, this Grand Slam and spring training, sure, might not mean a hill of beans, but this is just another example. Reds fans, get ready. This dude is coming, and this dude is good absolutely well jeff i think that's probably a great spot to go ahead and wrap up this emergency podcast for today we will be back in everyone's podcast and youtube feeds with our regularly scheduled episode tomorrow thanks so much for making the locked on reds podcast your first and second listen of the day today we really do appreciate you and uh i am looking forward to watching this completely crazy (laughs) unconventional undeterminable what they're doing reds team uh, the rest of the way in 2022 jeff uh we are screaming towards opening day i have no clue what nick crawl is doing but 
tell the people what we're going to be doing every day. We are going to be locked on Reds every single day. We're going to be locked on these chaos Reds.